0: or other companies mentioned. Information used and in statements of fact have been obtained from the featured company and other sources but not verified nor guaranteed by SmallCapVoice.com as to completeness or accuracy. Such information is subject to change without notice.
1: You're wired in SmallCapVoice.com. Following is a presentation of SmallCapVoice.com, today's leader in investor relations, capital formation, and retail support. Now, with your online business briefing, SmallCapVoice.com's Stuart T. Smith.
2: Welcome back, listeners, to another online business briefing here at SmallCapVoice.com, where you know we're going to shine a spotlight on some of the smartest and freshest plays here in the small and micro-cap markets. Today, we're speaking with Oscree Corporation. The company's traded under the ticker symbol AS. I want you to follow along by using that ticker symbol and also visiting the company's website, oscrethomes.com. That's A-U-S-C-R-E-T-E-R. Homes.com. Oscreethomes.com. So let's listen to who we're going to speak to today. We're speaking with, of course, the president and CEO of the company, John Sproveri. We had the opportunity to speak with John a few years back, so we're excited to catch up with John and the company and see how they've progressed in that time. And we're also going to welcome to the show today the director of IR and business development for the company, Lee Odom. But first, let's hear from John and refresh our memory on who the company is. So, John Sperveri, welcome to smallcapvoice.com. Thank you for taking the time to call in today.
1: Thank you, Stuart. I appreciate uh, your invitation to have us on the show.
2: Absolutely. I'm looking forward to learning about the company again. And if you would, for those not familiar with the company, John, just give us the overview of the business model.
1: Okay. Well, we have a technology that enables us to build a lightweight concrete affordable housing, which is our main market, it's a product that is highly efficient uh, thermally. It has uh, many different uh, attributes that uh, can be used for housing and uh, commercial construction. This technology goes back to 1985. We'd, we redeveloped it to meet uh, current building codes in the early 2000s up to 2010. At that stage, we made the decision that we needed to fund ourselves to be able to move into the types of markets that we needed to move into, so uh, what we've done is put together a a program that enables us to set up a uh, a building for uh, the production of the goods, and we're we're at that stage right now uh, that we're just about to uh, uh,
2: build our first building. Excellent time to be speaking with you and your company. And listeners, there's a lot to learn about this company. It is a green efficient company. But more than that, this company's got a product that is resistant to hurricane forces, as well as some serious earth tremors, which if you're in the Southern California area, you're very familiar with what those are. So John, let's learn a little bit about you as our guest, and then we'll introduce Lee to the show. But tell us a little bit about your background, John.
1: Basically my background is mechanical engineering. Uh, I've been in the mechanical field of farm equipment uh, for many, many years and uh, back in the uh, late 90s uh, I made the transition into uh, the construction industry. Uh, I worked with my brother for some time who was a a major uh, contractor in Australia and then we decided to use this technology to build affordable housing here in the US because of the, the market that was available. So I put my skills in engineering together to uh, do the development necessary and uh, come up with a product that enables us to be able to meet all of the needs of, of
2: housing that are out there today. Very good. Well, again, as I mentioned at the outset of this call, we're also joined today by Lee Odom, the Director of Investor Relations and Business Development. So let's welcome Lee to the show now. Lee, how are you doing today?
3: Doing great, Stuart. Thank you for having me on the show and us. We're excited about where we are right now.
2: So, Lee, you've been working with the company. Tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll get into what the company's been up to here in 2018. Go ahead, Lee.
3: Yeah, I started investments on Wall Street in the early 80s and been in investments for the last 35 years with Lehman Brothers, Morgan Stanley, and Josephthall. And came across Oscrete about two years ago. at at a very interesting stage and right now we're at the very tipping point where we turn the corner
2: very good well looking back on 2018 john will ask you first as the president and ceo it looks like the company's had a lot of things going on so far john if you would tell us about some of the milestones as you see them
1: taking into account uh, over uh, the last uh, few years we had a couple of false starts because we had already defined uh, financing for the company, uh, only to have it actually fall out from underneath us. Apparently, cash started moving around uh, fairly significantly in uh, the field of uh, investment in, in companies. However, we finally were able to uh, tie down a, a funding group that, that is assisting us and uh, will do uh, continuously the first tranche of funds, uh, which is adequate to get our plant here in the northwest up and rolling is about $1.5 which we sh- we've already received 250000 of that. Uh, probably we'll get another 200000 here in another week or so, which enables us to complete uh, payments for uh, equipment and uh, some of the building. And then as we go into August, September, the balance of the funds become available to us. had a a bad run in the last 12 months we did take some convertible notes rather toxic convertible notes unfortunately and they actually played havoc fairly badly with our stock those convertible notes are now behind us so we don't have that problem by the time those uh, notes were converted we had over 2.8 billion shares in the float billion is the word and we're ultimately on the way to 3.5 billion shares So what we've had to do is uh, do a uh, reverse split so that uh, we could get our shares back to a manageable position. Our float is currently about 2.9 million shares out of a total of 3 million shares that are issued. So that puts us in a situation where uh, we have a, a very low number of shares out there. In terms of getting the production up and rolling... Back in February, we bought five acres uh, on the industrial estate in Goldendale, Washington. And we've been working on the preparation of drawings and uh, site plans and everything that's needed to be done to be able to get our production plan up and rolling. We'll be producing a a 25,000 square feet production building as we go forward here. We've completed our site office, so we're uh, basically ready for deployment of our. uh, engineering. Our target date is going to be around November 15. We, we already have four employees with the company now. Uh, we're ready to move forward and, and get this thing rolling here in the very near future.
2: Well, Lee, let's hear from you as the Director of Business Development. How do you see some of these achievements and uh, where do you see the company going from here?
3: When you look at the company now versus the way it was in January, in January there was no land, no tangible assets on the books. Since then, we've been able to add the five-acre parcel of land for the flagship facility. We had little to no cash on hand. Now we already have operating capital on hand, and the long-term funding is in place. And the convertible notes that were killing the stock that he mentioned, uh, they're already in those days are behind us. Instead of having two and 2.83 billion shares outstanding, we're down to 3.5 million. The float is extremely low for an OTCB stock. And right now, the launch of the construction site is about ready to begin in the next few weeks. As he said, we're looking for a target date of mid-November. We're getting calls from people about coming to work for us, about us wanting to build homes for them. Two years ago, that wasn't the case. Two years ago, nobody had heard of OSCRE. A year ago, nobody had heard of us. But now, every week, we're getting people wanting us to build for them, wanting us to come to their area of the U.S., or they're wanting to work for us. This is something that's all transpired. Mainly in the last six months.
2: Well, that's great news for the company. And gentlemen, as you look forward to wrapping up 2018, John, we'll start with you. What do you see as some of the goals for the company wrapping up this year?
1: Well, looking forward, uh, with our our funding being completed by the end of September, we will start building another building that uh, assists us in the production and and helps us get, get things rolling. But on the marketing side is, is where most of the interest is. Once we're in production, we've got a lot of developers and construction people looking to enter into agreements with us to supply not just one or two houses, but but houses on tracts of land that, that they're working on. The need for affordable housing throughout the United States, in fact throughout the world, but uh, throughout the United States is is very high, particularly here in the western states where it's not only a need for the increasing families needing to buy homes, but homes that have been ravaged by fires in California, for instance, there's a lot of housing that's, that's gone, can now be replaced by our style of manufacturing. We also, our funding people have looked at our need for to put up a plant in uh, another part of the country, in the south, uh, say New Mexico, maybe Texas, because The need for housing down there, not just the replacement of destroyed housing, but the new estates that are coming online in the future here. We've also been negotiating with a Canadian group that has government backing that want us to uh, quickly build an uh, ASCK-owned plant in their country to supply their home market. And and they're looking towards also uh, installing a plant in Cuba, which we, as in the U.S., can't uh, touch. We have a lot of future in just the uh, uh, housing industry alone in all parts of the country. And I know that uh, Lee has also been involved in uh, some of the uh, international developments that we're looking at. Lee, you might like to comment on the Caribbean, for instance.
3: Uh, yes. A couple of years ago, we were looking at doing a project, in the development in the Caribbean. But the funding became too expensive and they moved the goalpost on us. So we withdrew from the international scene for the time being to concentrate on our domestic facility and because as we get our domestic facilities up and running, we'll be able to uh, dictate the terms of our funding and financing. So that's what we're looking at now. We've been in talks with people in the international, in the Caribbean markets, and also in Central America. And keep in mind, when we talk about our facility, Our facility can uh, cover a range of up to 1,000 miles, so if we put one in, like John mentioned, New Mexico or Texas, it's good for two or three or four states, depending on the size of the state. So we have coverage, just three facilities in the domestic U.S., and we'll have pretty much the continental U.S. covered.
2: Well, Lee, let's get into some numbers then on the manufacturing process as well as what each plant can produce and where those plants should uh, pop up in the coming years. Tell us a little bit about the numbers. Go ahead.
3: Simplistically looking at it and conservatively looking at it, if you look at it and each facility does just two homes, two homes per week, that gets us to 100 homes. At Say the average home is 1,500 square foot at $100 per square foot. That's $150,000. Per home, which translates into 15 million in revenue. And keep in mind, most homes are larger than 1,500, so we're being very conservative here on our numbers. And also, at 15 million in revenue per facility, each facility looks to have profit margins of 20% or plus. So each facility, each plant, will have revenue or net income right to the bottom line of ASCK of $3.4 million. So we get two facilities up and going, or three facilities. You're talking about a small-cap, micro-cap company going from where we are now in the next 12 months to h- having 7 to $10 million in net income. Uh,
1: Stuart, yeah, let me add something to that as well. What we're, uh, we're looking into the future and what our plans are for the future. I think one of the biggest things that we're looking at is uplisting our company. We we think that uh, our company should be listed on the QB. We're in a position financially to be able to do that. Our uh, share price is in the right range for us to do that. So that's something that we'll look at doing very soon. And I think that'll give us a a very good jump on uh, the valuation of our company because, to be quite honest, I believe that we are undervalued considerably.
3: Uh, Yes, there's one thing I'd like to add to what John just said about the uplisting. We've already been in talks with OTC Markets uh, about the process and about the paperwork. As a matter of fact, they're getting the paperwork over to us in the next few days. We're going to be looking at it. And uh, we're excited about the opportunity to take our stock and our company into front of fresh eyes and different sets of investors and what we've been seeing in the past.
2: Well, very good. There it is, listeners. What a great time for us to be speaking with Oskreet Corporation, traded under the ticker symbol again, ASCK. Learn more about the company at their website, OskreetHomes.com. John Sperveri, President and CEO, thank you so much for your time here today, John. Yes, thank you, Stuart. And Lee Odom, Director of Investor Relations as well as Business Development. Hey, Lee, thank you for your time here today at Small Cap Voice.
3: Thank you, Stuart. I look forward to speaking with you.
2: All right, for John and Lee, this is Stuart Smith saying thanks so much for listening.
0: SmallCapVoice.com, today's leader in investor relations, capital formation, and retail support, provides its clients with the highest level of service. Our audio interviews are disseminated to one of the largest opt in audiences available today. How? We at smallcapvoice.com believe in aligning and affiliating ourselves with other leaders within the investor relations community. By sharing resources, each affiliated firm is made that much stronger, and each client is served that much better. Our focus is to identify and provide the very best financial services and solutions available to clients and their shareholders. For more information about our services, please call us at 512. 267-2430 or visit us on the web at www.smallcapvoice.com